3: To Arms Room Radio, live from the Hitman Industry Studios. Got a question or a story to tell? Check them out at ArmsRoomRadio.com. Now, coast to coast and around the world, from the Hitman Industry Studios, it's Arms Room Radio. Now, here's Mike. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Hitman Industry Studios. My name is Mike. I'll be
1: your host here for the next like, two hours or so. We promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. Let me go around the room real quick and introduce you to my fellow compatriots. On my right is the right-hand man, the great-great-great-great-great-great-grandson great of Daniel Boone. Please welcome him back. His name is Earl. Talk to corporate.
4: Approve memos. Leader workshop. Remember birthday. Oh,
1: good to be back. Good to be back. How are you doing today, sir? How are, how are things for you? Doing well. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Let me bring in our, our new
5: regular here on the program. Uh, Sucker. We, we, we teased
1: it a couple weeks ago. Now, uh, welcome, to, welcome to the program uh, the, uh, the chief legal analyst of the program. There you go. Please welcome back to the program attorney Jason Herman. <laughs>
6: Happy Holidays, Mike. Happy Holidays, Earl. Good Thank to you. Be Thank you. Well, folks, uh,
1: Jason, welcome, welcome. Uh, Jason's going to be here uh, at least a, a more semi-regular on the program with us, doing the, doing the legal stuff.
6: Uh, Emphasis on semi
1: Semi, yeah, 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 yeah. When I think of you, I think semi. As Ooh, I just, as oh, so wow. we so. are
6: starting early, aren't <laughs> we? Dude, it never stops around <laughs> here. It never stops. I know, and i got to get hayed. i got it, i got it. Earl, Earl drives a semi. What were you guys thinking? I don't know what you're thinking.
5: <laughs> don't, don't feel bad. You're not getting hayed because you knew. I'm still getting hayed.
1: <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy. Uh, so, gentlemen, welcome Welcome back to the program. Let's, let's, I guess let's start over right, Earl, how right, uh, Earl. How was Christmas? Last time we saw each other here was... uh, was on the Christmas Eve show, now we're here on New Year's Eve, so uh, how was the Christmas for you?
5: Very nice, very nice. Uh, As I get older, I'm I'm appreciating more and more the quieter, more relaxing holidays. Uh, Didn't do much traveling around, Uh, did travel to the other side of the west coast of the state, saw some family members, and just had a nice relaxing time.
1: Excellent stuff, excellent stuff. Um, Did you, and now the uh, Mrs. Earl went with you? Mm Mm-hmm. So all good. Did we yes, who yes, so we actually went okay.
5: over to see her brother? Okay,
1: there you her go. Her brother go. and his family. Mrs. Mrs. Earl's brother. Yes, there you go. Okay, got it, got it. Just want to make sure I get the I got the you know the the, the diagram Connect correct. Connect Yeah, exactly right, exactly right.
5: Update your program with the players. Oh man,
1: you just can't tell the players about the program. Exactly. Yeah, it how goes?
5: How
1: how, uh, how was the uh, was the uh, the gift receiving part there? What'd you get? What'd you get? Good.
5: Good, yeah, very good. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, you got to partake in one of the gifts I w- was given. Oh, you know, I did. It was kind of kind of small this year at actual on the uh, on Christmas Day, but I'm you, we're the type of household we don't wait for Christmas time. Yeah. You know, when we want something, we right. go out and get it. I mean, I I can't say anything of oh you didn't give me any big gift. Well, about six months ago, I got a motorcycle. That's right. So I'm good. There you go.
1: There you go. Yeah, it doesn't have to be on the day. Right. Like me, I. Well, you know, if I see something I want, and I know nobody's going to have any clue that I wanted it, I'm getting it. Now, if it is December time, I will buy it for myself and have it shipped to the house around Christmas time. You know, and then open it just so people can go, wow, where'd you get that? And the two of them end up sitting there, well, wow, he must have got that, or she must have got that, she must have got that. So I just do that, take care of that. Yeah. Well, good, well, good. Uh, now, off on the left, uh, 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 Counselor, Attorney Herman, I don't know which way we're supposed to contact or, uh, you know, or, or greet him here properly, so we'll just... Uh, Jason, what's we'll up? go with Jason, we'll go with Jason, there we go. Um, how, was your, how was the holidays for you?
6: It was good. No traveling, a uh, lot of food, a lot of merriment. Uh, there you
5: go, there you go. We had,
6: we had family over the house, um, and, and I agree with Earl. Like, if I see something in February that I want... Well, why do I have to wait ten months until somebody may get it for me? Right, right. And then if I don't get it, I haven't had it for the last ten months. But um, yeah. but I got some nice, thoughtful gifts. Um, I got a uh, got a sports jersey from a friend of mine.
1: Nice, nice. Uh,
6: so that was that was thoughtful. I got somebody somebody sent me a couple of books that they wanted me to read. So it was it was uh, it was wonderful. I got to see a lot of friends and family and. Ate too much and drank too much.
1: That's and that's what the holidays all about. Right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Holidays about. That's uh, that's good. I I listen. I got I got myself uh a, a new a new a new pistol. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, what is it? It's the the Omega Shadow Gideon Mega Gideon Shadow. I don't even know what it's called. It's the it's the new uh uh MP5 copy um where you use a, an H and K lower on it, uh, and mine's in forty five. And uh, found it quite by accident at a buddy's shop up in Jacksonville. And uh, I was like, "What's that?" And he's like, "Oh." And I'm like, "Well, I want it." And he's like, well, "Take it. Just give me some cash in Vegas."
4: <laughs> okay,
1: you know, seemed like a good enough deal, you know. So good <laughs> like enough deal. And then I got, I got a cool uh, whiskey bourbon decanter yes. in the shape of a Glock. It says nice. Block 17 on it, and it holds like a whole, a full 750 of of booze in it.
6: Whoever nice. got that for you must really like you. <laughs> think, that guy, he gets no, me. That no, guy no, gets hint, me. Yeah. no hints
5: there, folks. No
1: hints get there. Uh, you know, the hardest part was um, uh, Jason got it for me like two or three weeks before Christmas. And I had to sit it there and look at it every day, like <laughs> like 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 an eight year old, like "Don't open it, don't open it, don't open, it. don't open it." And well, I, I almost I was like
6: too excited. I was like, "Yeah, you should open it now," and <laughs> I was like, "No."
1: I was like, I'm gonna, "I'll leave it up to you. You want me to open it now? I'll open it now. You know, but otherwise, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait." So, all good, all good, all good stuff, all good stuff. So, well, so that's so that sounds good. Um, any uh, any any anybody anything they didn't expect? They didn't, uh, you know.
5: No. No. Well. Actually, I got, yeah, I got a couple, couple little, little items. You know, the wife stuck with a, uh, uh, a family tradition uh, that uh, started started with my father, and she's helping me carry it on of a uh, certain type of uh, candy for Christmas. Well, is that the uh, the
1: no. candy bacon? No, no. <laughs> I just thought it was good candy bacon. I mean, <laughs> that's like
5: chocolate covered cherries. Well, those are good. Yeah, my, da- my dad had yeah. an infiniation for them. So, you know, at least one person in the family got them for him every year. Yeah. Typically, multiple people got them, yeah. so he was in a sugar coma for yeah, weeks. Yeah, yeah, there you go. And now my wife has kind of taken that and placed the passed the mantle on to me. So, unbeknownst to me, I, I get chocolate covered cherries every Christmas, my, my, which I'm not complaining about. My
1: mother was a chocolate covered cherry person and a, a, a Malamar person, and try and yeah. find. Malamar's in South Florida or Florida anyway.
4: <laughs> she'd, she'd have to she bring
1: out a suitcase home of them with, uh, with bread and sauce from New York every time we went back up there. But uh, JC, anything uh, unexpected or give anything unexpected?
6: Uh, no, I mean it was it was a pretty low key low key holiday um, because so many people, you know, stayed in their house and yeah. sort of were on lockdown for so long. We ended up doing a lot of traveling and a lot of gift giving, if you will. You know, this year, and by the time we got to December, I think we were just all worn out and, um, and, I we just decided to to stay home.
1: I think you're right. I think you're right. I think everybody, you know, we we all put in extra travel this year to make up for the travel we didn't have because of other states' policies, right? Like Countries' policies, and so by the time Christmas came around, it was just time like, to settle down. So, all right, folks. Well, that's it. You're caught up in Christmas stuff. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, listen, we're going to have some good show coming up for you. So stick around. Uh, we'll be back with you after the break,
4: which is on. <laughs>
0: At Megatalk Radio, it is our business because, like you, we are a small business. Each month, we offer a limited number of discounted radio and social media advertising packages to help small businesses around the region stay competitive in the marketplace. For more information about our small business advertising program, email smallbiz with a Z at kitz1400.com. That's smallbiz at kitz1400.com or call 360-876-1400.
7: Isn't it amazing? What? The, the sacrifice, the dedication, the grit. I and mean, they really set an example, don't
8: they? Oh, well, no question. Today's high school athletes are truly special.
0: Not the athletes. who? The officials.
8: Oh. Today's student athletes are truly special. But there's something pretty great about the men and women who officiate their games, too. Like the way they're giving back to their communities. Officiating is a terrific way to stay in shape. Meet new people and stay connected to the game you love. But the biggest reason of all? We need more qualified high school officials here in Washington. And without them, the rest of us would have a whole lot less to cheer about. High school games need officials. High school sports need you. Great
4: call, Rob!
8: Yeah! Interested in becoming a licensed high school official? Go to HighSchoolOfficials.com to learn more and begin the application process.
7: The following message is about Medicaid and CHIP. Free or low-cost health coverage for kids and teens. Enrollment is open year-round. Hey, Voicely, give me the mic. Um, okay. Hey, DJ, let's switch up the music.
9: That's better. So listen up, moms and dads out there. There are these programs called Medicaid and CHIP. They offer free or low-cost health coverage for kids. Things like doctor and dentist visits, prescriptions, and
7: shots are covered. All the stuff that keeps kids like me healthy and in charge. So, as you can tell, a covered kid is a confident kid. And it means confident parents, too. To learn more about affordable health coverage for your family, visit healthcare.gov or call 1-877-KIDS-NOW. That's one 877 kids Seven seven five four three seven six six nine. Yep, you could do something big for your family today because enrollment is open year round. This has been a message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. And Sophia. Ah.
3: You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Hitman Industry Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the Hitman Industry Studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio.
1: Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Hitman Industry Studios. So, so now's Earl is the time where we get to we get to show off some of our our, our, our new legal skills here on the program. And by legal skills, I'm, I am not referring to you or me.
5: Yeah, exactly. Like, what are you talking about, Willis?
1: <laughs> um, so this is this is the kind of thing that uh, uh, we, we we love having back on the program now. Uh, and so we're going to get into one that, that uh, it's a typical story, but it's it's the, it's the new aspect and how to look at it the way where you and I go. Oh, I guess that sounds good. Yeah. Uh, well, Now we're gonna get the real, you know, the, the real uh, skinny on, on on what's going on. So let's uh, let's let's go to Buffalo, uh, Buffalo, New York. By the way, I've been to Buffalo. Yeah. Uh, if, if you've been, how last time in Buffalo? Quite a few years ago. <laughs> you ever heard the? Uh, I'm sure, Jason, you've heard this. You ever heard the term uh, "shuffle off to Buffalo"? Oh I yeah. Have. Okay. Okay. Because I, I said that down here in the South a couple of times. Well, what happened to him? Like, well, he shuffled off to Buffalo. They're like, what do you, what, do you mean he moved? Like no, that's 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 not, that's not what it means. It means they uh, they've moved on to another plane, you know, shuffled off the buffalo. Um, but Buffalo's got that uh, they got a, they, they got hit with this uh, this winter storm there, pretty damn bad. Last I heard, it was uh, it was thirty dead there in Buffalo. Oh wow! And then all I could think is terrible. Yeah, well, I'm obviously terrible. That's the first thing I think. But the second is it's Buffalo. I mean, it's not like you know, it's not like uh, Daytona got hit with uh, with a blizzard for a week and a half. All right, they 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 kind of know what's going on there, don't say,
5: they? they tends to happen every year. Yeah, they get, I mean or...
1: they're right there on the lake. They get the snow lake effect snow that comes across every year. They get hammered every year when the snow comes through. But I guess it's just sometimes no amount of preparation can stop yeah. uh, Mother Nature from uh, knocking on your door.
5: Yeah, you never know. It may have may have uh, showed up earlier than what they were expecting. Yeah, yeah,
1: could have been, could have been, could have been. All right, let's uh, let's let's go to Buffalo and let's talk about uh, some of the. Uh, uh, a, a new, a new, a new suit, a new lawsuit in lawsuit. Buffalo. The, the city of Buffalo has announced its first of a kind lawsuit against gun manufacturers. Now, when I read this title, I'm like, well, hold on, it's not the first of its kind. We've seen plenty of cities, uh, including Newtown, uh, you know, try and uh, bring suit against uh, gun manufacturers. And the first thing that I think of is the the placa the protection of lawful arms and commerce act that was 2005 i believe when it is when it was passed correct uh, and that basically says um as long as the the you know as long as they didn't you know uh, engage in criminal activity in the commerce of the manufacturing the firearms that they can't be held liable if somebody you know purchases that firearm and doesn't now if somebody let's say this if somebody goes in and, and steals a firearm you know, that's still no liability on the manufacturer. That's the liability on the person that stole the firearm. Right. Uh, if somebody goes in and buys a, a gun and does a background check and passes a background check and then does something stupid with it, the dealer's not responsible because they did what was required of them under law. It's right. the individual that did it. Yeah. However, the city of Buffalo, and, Jason, you could, this is what we, I can't wait to hear this from you, Um, the city of Buffalo thinks that all of a sudden they can bring suit against its uh, Beretta, Smith & Wesson, Bushmaster, Glock, and Remington are they're, they're named as defendants in the suit. They believe that they can... Oh, and Polymer 80 um, and uh, and then Arm or Ally. Um, or Ally, however you want to say it. Um, how do they... First of all, how do they think that they're going to get around Placo with this?
6: Well... Um,
1: just give us a history of this. What's, what's going on?
6: Uh, let me let me answer the simple question first. Okay. The reason that uh, they have promoted this as a first of first of its kind lawsuit is in a way they're correct. So Placa has passed in two thousand and five there excuse me, and there are still plenty of lawsuits that seek to it's plenty of states that seek to bring lawsuits against the gun manufacturers, uh, against sellers for all the reasons that that we know and love. Right, yeah. Yeah. And essentially what the, the courts say is all of these suits are brought under broad public nuisance laws. And the courts say, look, the public nuisance laws were not passed and were not specifically directed or designed uh, to rein in gun manufacturers. So the law, the public nuisance law, you know, is inapplicable. And because it's inapplicable and because it's too broad and uh, vague, overbroad, it is specifically exempted by Plackett. Okay. So what New York does, New York passes a public nuisance law rather more specifically they amend their public nuisance law to specifically add their public nuisance law um uh, under general business law 898 uh, they add section 39 quadruple d okay. so even bigger than triple d yeah wow uh, yeah. and quadruple d wow. is specifically entitled the sale manufacturing importing uh, and ma- uh, marketing of firearms and it does two important things uh, that this lawsuit sort of is the embodiment of, it gives the attorney general the ability to bring suit in subsection D, and it gives a private right of action in subsection E. So, uh, the attorney general of New York, James Tisha James, yep. oh yeah, she, fu- she filed a lawsuit, I believe in June or July, right, against so-called uh, ghost gun manufacturer, right, and and there's probably a very long and large discussion to be had about ghost gun manufacturers and sellers. Uh, And then now this is the first private, uh, private cause of action under this new public nuisance law. And so what they're essentially saying is, number one, it's the first lawsuit of its kind under this law, true, and it's the first time a lawsuit has been filed post all of these federal decisions throwing out these prior lawsuits because there was no regulation specifically targeting gun manufacturers. So what what the city of Buffalo says is true, the headline that we see all over the place first of its kind right. is true, but the reason it's true is very hyper technical. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, all of this lawsuit and James's lawsuit Likely to fail at the Supreme Court of the United States because it looks like it's specifically trying to supersede, supplant the federal government uh, and and co- congressional will. So this is a the first of
5: its kind lawsuit filed on a law drafted just to make a lawsuit on.
6: That, that's correct, and and you know <laughs> uh, I. I, I it, that's funny that you say that, Earl, because that—that's exactly what happened. They—they um, they passed this law, and and they found a judge uh, prior prior to filing this lawsuit uh, on May twenty fifth, twenty twenty two. They found a judge in the federal district court in Northern New York. Um, uh, the judge's name is May De Agostino. So one of Mike's people.
10: That's it. There you go. How you doing? Good you Irish name? sounding name. How you doing?
6: <laughs> and. And the judge essentially said that, um, that, that the law, the general business law that we just discussed, says that no gun industry member shall knowingly or recklessly create, maintain, or contribute to a condition in New York that endangers the safety or health of the public through the sale, manufacturing, importing, or marketing of a qualified product. She said that that was, she essentially said that is a, to use a New York term, a kosher law. So, so you can see the timeline here. They have a federal judge in New York that they likely handpicked, right? Of course,
1: I and mean, that's that's pre bruin Looking at the timeline, correct? May, yeah. correct?
6: Yeah. They said this law, this law remains on the books. Uh, less than a month later, about a month later, uh, the Attorney General of New York uh, files a uh, a lawsuit on behalf of the state of New York against essentially ghost gun manufacturers and sellers, and then you see this backed up by. By a private right of action, uh, this this law firm uh, filed a private right of action against all the gun manufacturers, and the manufacturers that you listed were were a few of them. There's right. there's a, a right, dozen, right. at right. least a dozen. Okay. Right. Um, and so now on the books uh, are going to be this uh, this this lawsuit by this by the state and this private right of action. Um, Discovery is probably going to proceed independently. They won't be combined because I believe they're they're filed in completely different jurisdictions. Okay. Uh, but they're essentially going to be the same. Okay. Uh, and, and what is likely going to happen is uh, there's going to be immediately a motion to dismiss filed under uh, Federal Rule 12b-6 that says you can't go forward with this because we already have a federal law in place that prevents this from taking place. Now, will that go to Diagostino, there? No, that okay. uh, this lawsuit has been filed. The lawsuit in Buffalo has been filed in a federal court okay. in Buffalo. Okay. Okay. Um, and um, the 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 case involving Diagostino was was a separate okay. separate issue okay. challenging the constitutionality of the law.
1: Now I know we've seen some. Uh, some, some very good uh, returns from uh, our, uh, the Western District of New York, the federal uh, you know uh, district there, where they've uh, they've come out pro, very pro gun, very pro bruin or not pro bruin just you know acceptance of Bruin and gone by it. So um, uh, you know there's 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 hope there. But uh, you know we're gonna talk about this some more. When we get back from the break. Uh, you're listening to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Hitman Industry Studios. We'll see
4: Megaton
0: 920 KGTK Olympia, 1400 KITZ Silverdale, K289CQ Tumwater, 105.7.
11: Hey, it's K-Dog with the Outlaw Radio Network. We are everywhere. You can follow us on all your favorite social media channels, including Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Vimeo, and more. And if you want to follow me personally, hop on your Twitter. And just search for K-Dog the Outlaw. And don't forget our really cool website, OutlawRadioNetwork.com, full of all the cool merch you've been looking for. Outlaw Radio Network. network, network. Are you an outlaw yet? Marshawn
12: Lynch has a new team. Marshawn, how does it feel to be on your new team? I'm just adjusting to the new environment, getting to know my teammates. And what's your role? Bussing through the lawn and bringing the heat every day. Has this new team got a name? Beacon Plumbing, Heating, and Mechanics. At Beacon, we get to your house quickly. We can perform any plumbing job necessary
11: and even do heating and A.C. repairs. Call Beacon Plumbing for all your plumbing needs. 206-720-2040. Stop freaking. Call Beacon.
3: may live in the crazed maelstrom of Washington state
1: politics, but you don't have to accept the fact that certain politicians and activists want to limit your basic constitutional rights. Hi, this is Tom Gresham, host of Gun
2: Talk. Each week I talk about hunting, firearms, firearm safety, and provide a healthy forum for the Second Amendment. Join me Sundays from 11
3: a.m. to 2 p.m. only on Megatalk.
0: Are you planning a local community fundraiser, bake sale, golf tournament, or auction in the Puget Sound region? We want to inform our on-air listeners about your event free of charge. Simply email the details to community at kitz1400.com. That's community at kitz1400.com. And we will highlight your event in our on-air community calendar. You can also contact us through Facebook at Megatuck Radio, KITZ and KGGK Radio. Together, we care.
7: My reason why is community.
10: My reason why is leadership.
5: My reason why is to inspire others.
8: Why do thousands of teenagers here in Washington participate in high school sports and activities?
0: My reason why
8: is friendship. Their reasons are as diverse as the students themselves. But the one thing they all share is the opportunity to have fun and learn important life lessons. Lessons like supporting their community, learning how to be a leader, and building lifelong friendships.
7: My reason why is to find expectations.
8: Is there a grade school or middle school student in your family? Then encourage them to participate in a sport or activity when they go to high school. My reason why is to make a change in the world. This message presented by the NFHS and the Washington Interscholastic
13: Activities Association.
9: I'd like you to turn the radio up. I want everyone within listening distance to hear what I have to say. I'm Alan Gottlieb, Chairman of the Citizens Committee for the Right to Keep and Bear Arms. Freedom is not free. Our constitutional right to keep and bear arms is under attack by what has become an industry of anti-gun extremist organizations. The Bill of Rights gives every honest, patriotic American the right to own firearms. But today, we have to fight this full-time anti-gun industry whose sole purpose is to create new gun control and confiscation laws. They pay themselves big salaries and feed off a gullible public with emotional campaigns and clever sound bites. I pledge that the Citizens Committee will be the most aggressive pro-gun organization in the United States fighting to preserve your gun rights. But we need your help and membership to do it. Join the Citizens Committee for the right to keep and bear arms today. Call 425-454-4911. That's 425-454-4911. Freedom isn't free. You have to fight for it.
3: You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Hitman Industry Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the Hitman Industries Studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio.
1: Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Hitman Industries Studios. Uh, Before we went to the break, we were talking to you uh, with our new legal analyst, uh, uh, Kevin, attorney – I almost said Kevin, damn – I could be a Kevin. you could be a Kevin. You could be a Kevin as long as you're not a Ken, right? Karen, Ken and Karen, right? That's it. Um, uh, attorney uh, uh, Jason Herman. Um, Jason, we're talking about this this case where the city of Buffalo has uh, has filed a lawsuit, first of its kind. We got that clarified. First of its kind lawsuit because they went on some uh, newly
6: created uh,
1: New York law or newly upheld New York law.
6: Well, it's newly created. Okay. Um, the law was passed, uh, I believe, last year, and okay. it was in a, it was an addition to the essentially the general business law of New York State. And it's essentially uh, bringing gun manufacturers within the ambit of the public nuisance law and okay. I just want to uh, make one slight correction that i may uh, I made a mistake on the last uh, segment the 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 lawsuit that was just filed in Buffalo uh, by private citizens was actually filed in the Supreme Court of the state of New york it is,
1: okay it 's a new york case right okay. so okay.
6: as as you as people may know or may not know in the state of New York, the Supreme Court. Is actually a state trial. Court.
1: Correct. Correct. So yeah.
6: this is going to be um, discovery in, in state court.
1: And and which which means more than likely uh, that the uh, these these gun manufacturers these these companies that are protected under Placa although you know they're on state level so the states evidently ignoring Placa right now while they're filing this lawsuit um, that these 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 companies are going to be out uh, you know time and legal fees to have to defend this as opposed to having it just dropped in federal court. Correct. So it's their it's their I'm going to guess their tactic is to put a hurting on, uh, as, as they say here in the South, right? Put a hurting on
6: um, <laughs>
1: these gun companies, and one of the ways they do that is make them spend money to defend themselves.
6: Well, you know, I, I think that's probably likely, and there's an aspect to it, but I don't think the um, the anti gun coalitions, the anti gun groups, uh, the the law firms, and the politicians that are essentially seeking to deprive uh, their constituency of Second Amendment rights, think that they're going to essentially bankrupt through litigation the gun manufacturers. I think that there's a much longer play here. I think what they're hoping is they will find the right law, the right court, the right judge, the right set of facts, right. and they will they will eventually find the maybe the right set of circumstances through the court system that will give them the the relief that they want. I, I think that's really more of their aim than than trying to spend them into non nonexistence. Because I, I know that in
1: K- Connecticut, again, they filed against um, uh, Bushmaster because that was the uh, the type of rifle used in um, the the Newtown shooting, the, the shooting there in the school. Uh, and again, that was flawed to begin with. Because remember, they filed against Bushmaster, but by the time they filed, Bushmaster wasn't Bushmaster anymore. Bushmaster was then. Um, had become a, di- a different company. Uh, remember, they, they they shut down Bushmaster. Another company started right, up, right. Uh, um, and it was with the W. Oh boy, I can't remember. Wyndham Weaponry. Weaponry. So they filed against the wrong people, right? But because they still had the the name and the, the copyright and the likeness, um, and, and 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 I remember it got uh, the 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 state won. They won the suit against Bushmaster. But then when it hit the federal court in appeal, they threw it out. Um, but in the meantime, you had a company that was struggling financially to begin with, having to defend themselves and pay all that that money, and then the bad publicity. You can never, you know, how do you come back from a bad publicity like that? I mean, most people don't know that the the case was end up thrown out later. They just know that oh well, Bushmaster must you know must have must have been put out of business over this. Um, but so now you've got it in New York the same thing. They're going to go after these people under the under that law. And and and, and Jason, read that one sentence again where you said under their law it said that the manufacturers recklessly or they say they're, they're contributing or was it contributing to uh, you know gun crime or something along those lines?
6: Yeah, let me let me uh, read the well, one of the exact quotes from. Okay. The New York General Business Law, Section 898. It says, further, no gun industry member, by conduct either unlawful in and of itself or unreasonable under all the circumstances, shall knowingly or recklessly create, maintain, or contribute to a condition in New York State that endangers the safety or health of the public through the sale, manufacturing, importing, or marketing of a qualified product. And you don't have to be a lawyer. Right. to know that almost every other word in that portion of the law can mean anything you want it to mean. And if you're a government official or if you're an attorney general, you can use the word reasonableness or unreasonableness or knowingly or contribute as a cudgel to, you know, exact a pretty serious price. Yeah,
1: you because know, they say recklessly in there, and to me recklessly, and again, I'm not, I'm not the courts of uh, New York, but recklessly would mean you know, uh, knowing uh, that they would do so in a manner that would 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 be a, a criminal, illegal, or or, or you are know, providing for criminal activity to occur, and if they're following every law of we're transferring our items to a to a distributor, a distributor transfers them to a dealer, a dealer does a 4473, somebody passes a background check, you know, I, I see that this is applicable if if. Uh, you know uh, uh Smith and Wesson is handing guns out the back door to you know criminals with the first uh, crisp twenty dollar bill but that's not what's going on they're following the letter of the law in the manufacture and distribution of these firearms how does that make this uh, knowingly contributing and reckless
6: well it's actually a lot scarier than what you said uh, I would invite anybody to read the one hundred and ninety five page complaint that was filed in the Buffalo case um, if and you can turn to any page, and I happen to be, I happen to be on, on paragraph 27, okay. which is the not even the beginning of the complaint. Right. And one of the things they allege is that the defendants knew or should have known that A, some of the firearms they manufacture and or distribute would be diverted into the hands of those who would violate the law, and B, they could take steps to reduce the number of firearms that fall into the hands of criminals by changing their merchandising. Um, practices. And if you read further on, if you read further on essentially what this lawsuit is asking amongst the many, many things it's asking the court to do is hold gun manufacturers and hold sellers well, excuse me, hold gun manufacturers responsible for for example, the theft of a firearm from a store. They're asking them the court to say you are now responsible because you have not taken the proper steps to educate your retailers, on how to prevent theft. That's one of the things that they're asking. So they're asking for something that's more than strict liability.
5: So if somebody takes a car and drives you through the concrete wall of a gun store and makes off of that product, that manufacturer is still responsible.
6: If you want to take a very broad reading, (laughs) it it sounds funny, but if you want to take a very broad reading of the relief that they're asking for. And, you know, there'll be plenty of time to go through all of this in, in great detail, but it it's the lawsuit is designed to make a regulatory framework so impossible that gun manufacturers stop making guns and sellers stop selling them. That, that's what this lawsuit is designed to do. And, and by the way, by the way, um, I, I just, when I was, when I was, reviewing the lawsuit, and I was reviewing everything that had happened in the mass shooting at the store that sort of gave rise to this, this current climate, you know, that, that weapon, as you well know, as you and Earl well know, was legally purchased.
13: Yes. Yeah. You
6: know, and, and the question, and, and I know this is not necessarily related to the lawsuit, but the question that I always have when a gun crime that makes the news, you know, occurs, is tell me what law we could pass that could have stopped this particular act. Because eventually what it always devolves into is, somebody used a gun, gun's bad, we need more laws. And what we know, what we know by the statistics that everybody agrees on, is that overwhelmingly gun crimes that are committed fall into two categories. They're illegally obtained, and they're suicides. So, you know, you want to talk about a lawsuit that addresses the problem with gun violence, why don't we start with, for example, laws and lawsuits and political measures that stop the two leading causes of gun deaths?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. Absolutely right. And Earl Earl says it all the time. Uh, um, What what do we need, Earl, to stop all the gun crimes? Just one more gun law. One more law. We had one more law. The
5: tens of thousands of gun laws already on the books are ineffective.
1: We need one more. One more law. We talked, we had a story last week where we talked about it, where they wanted to have enhanced penalties for second and third crimes involving firearms and, and our, our response was hey I got an idea how about enforcing it the first time it happens yeah how about actually giving them the sense how about how about stop decriminalizing criminals uh, and, and let's let's hold them uh, to the their feet to the fire and uh, and actually prosecute them for the for the crime that they were uh, uh, you know charged with folks you listen to the arms room radio coming to you live from the hitman industry studios we'll be back after the break
4: yeah. <laughs>
0: KeepandBearArms.com is not just an inconspicuous portal within the countless framework of numerous dot-coms. KeepandBearArms.com is your customizable destination for the latest news and views on Second Amendment and self-defense content. Revisit Liberty today and visit KeepandBearArms.com to exercise your freedom and rights and share your experiences and opinions. Register your free user account and email. KeepandBearArms.com
11: Need a break from the sound bites and the talking heads? Do you want information you can actually use? Information that'll change your life for the better? Then listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell will show you how to retire in two to five years. Your age doesn't matter. Turn off the pundits and turn on the passive income. Tune in to the Dell Wamsley Radio
0: Show. Listen to the Dell Wamsley Show, your source for real estate investing weekdays
11: and Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m., exclusively on Megatop.
7: I want to thank my mommy for loving me so much, for, for taking me to the doctor when I broke my foot, for leaving me alone when I wanted to be alone. And now, as a grown-up, I'm thankful for being able to take care of you, my dear mom, for taking you to your therapies, for understanding that sometimes you simply want to be alone.
8: Roles change without us noticing. That's why AARP gives you the information to provide even better care for your loved one. Visit aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council.
7: I'm a volunteer at United Way. I'm asking people around the neighborhood what they think this place needs.
8: Wi-Fi everywhere.
7: More playgrounds. More ice cream trucks. I was thinking more money in the pockets of local families come tax time. Can I change my answer? I was just kidding about the ice cream. When it comes to getting better tax refunds into the hands of local families, what this place needs is you. To donate or volunteer, go to UnitedWay.org. Because great things happen when we live united. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council.
11: You're so annoying. You're so annoying. Stop copying stop me. Stop copying me. Mom, tell her to stop copying me. Mom, tell her to stop copying me. Kids
7: will spend 10 minutes copying everything their sibling says. You're
11: such a You're doofus. such a
7: doofus. How about 2 minutes to brush their teeth? Brushing for two minutes now can save your child from severe tooth pain later. For fun two-minute videos to watch while brushing, visit 2min2x.org. Two minutes, twice a day. They have the time. Mom! A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ad Council.
10: This is you over 30 years ago.
7: Are we
11: there yet? Are we there yet?
8: And this is your mom now.
7: Are we there yet? Are we there yet?
8: roles change without us noticing. That's why AARP gives you the information to provide even better care for your loved one. Visit aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council.
3: You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Hitman Industry Studios. Got a question or a story to tell? Check them out at armsroomradio.com. Now, coast to coast and around the world, from the Hitman Industry Studios, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio.
1: Coming to you live from the Hitman Industry Studios. Hey, folks, don't forget, I know it's too late to get it for Christmas. It's even too late to get it for New Year's. But if you want to get yourself the best tactical concealed holster you can get inside the waistband concealment holster go over to hog holsters h-a-w-g holsters.com that's hog holsters.com it's veteran owned and operated uh and uh, use a, oh it's hog h-a-w-g holsters.com hog holsters.com. use the discount code arms room radio all caps all one word no spaces get yourself a nice discount and get it on the way you know maybe make it a president's day present for somebody yeah. you know your know, valentine's day is coming up Nothing says "I love you" like a like a like a nice concealable Glock 43 X holster with a light on it, you know. So you've got to get the gun. John's got the holster. <laughs> John's got the holster. So check it out. Um, hey, uh, you know, on the on the break we started to talk and, and 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 it was it started to be a great discussion. We we all just went wait stop. Save <laughs> it. Shut up. Save it. Save it, it for on air. Let's do it for on air. Let's do it for on air. Uh, Earl, you started to ask a question, uh, and we started to you started to elicit responses, uh, but to ask the question again.
5: Yes, uh, my question. To John is Jason. To Jason. Jason.
1: John's with the Hawk hi, Holsters. Hi, nice to meet you. Hjwgholsters.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I guess that's, John. I've been
5: partaking in the in the uh, holiday festivities a little too much.
1: There you go. There you go. Too much seven layer dip.
5: <laughs> Cut out the the bean layer. There
1: you go. No beans. Yeah. It's a small room. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Let's say this uh, this finely crafted and particularly crafted New York state law, is successful in
6: their eyes.
5: How would this affect me in Florida or the rest of the country?
6: Well, I think the uh, the answer about the rest of the country is probably pretty easy. I think Mike start sort of was on the road to it when we were talking about this off air. Uh, essentially, if they are successful in this lawsuit, and I think it's a big if. Okay. Okay. Um, it, it may take getting all the way to the Supreme Court in, in, in D.C., but uh, assuming they are successful, you know, for the purposes of the question, I, I think other states that want to significantly restrict um, the sale and distribution of guns, and, uh, we, you know, we mentioned it briefly, but what this lawsuit really wants to do is utterly destroy, decimate, kill right, the ghost right. gun industry. Um any other state that wants to do that is essentially going to take the structure and wording of the law, copy and paste, copy and paste, and then hire the same lawyers okay. or look at the same arguments and and try to apply it. Now, every all fifty states have slightly different state laws. They all have slightly different public nuisance laws. They all um, define it different ways. I, I'm not here. To, I'm not even here to suggest to you that I'm an expert on how to do it. But that's the they're going to shoehorn essentially the New York law and the legal reasoning and do everything they can to apply it in their own state constitutions or state statutory frameworks.
5: Okay, so it wouldn't be a direct result in my home state of the of the result of that court case. What I would have to worry about is my elected officials copy and pasting the verbiage they used to go, you know, to create that lawsuit and then applying that and do, doing the same process over again in my home state.
6: Correct. Ultimately, what what's going to happen in New York is it's going to go through all the levels of the New York state court system. Uh, it will eventually, if it gets that far, it will eventually get to the Supreme Court of the United States. And the Supreme Court of the United States is really going to answer a supremacy clause question as it applies to the New York state law and and the federal law that was passed, PLACA, and they're going to answer that specific question. You know, one of the things that the Supreme Court is really good at, particularly this Supreme Court, as it's currently constituted, is they're really good at limiting the particular question that's before them. So if they ever get a chance to decide uh, any of the cases, you know, coming out of New York, it's in all likelihood the opinion, the majority opinion, is going to be limited to the specific general business law. That that is at issue here. Uh, it won't have a, a a nationwide effect, other than politicians and activists are emboldened to cut and paste the law. Right. Okay.
1: I, I, so I think in Florida, Earl, like where where we are, we have a strong Republican. You know, both chambers of our of our of our, uh, our house, you know, our Senate and our, our House up there. Um, obviously, we have Captain Florida, you know, Governor DeSantis, mm-hmm. who's, who's pro gun. Um, uh, but we but we we hear and we say all the time. You know, why is what goes on in New York and what goes on in New Jersey important to us? Because what goes on in New York and New Jersey doesn't stay in New York and New Jersey. As right. soon as it's successful there, California picks it up, Massachusetts picks it up, you know, uh, you know somebody somebody else is going to pick it up and try and make it apply elsewhere. Um, now, I think Placo was one of the things that tried to, you know, nip that in the bud, and it just looks like it took 15, 16, 17 years for them to find a way around it and try and apply it under their public nuisance laws. So... I think the way that we could continue to be in Florida and fight a New York law is to make a donation to the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association, to make a donation to the Second Amendment, New Jersey Second Amendment Foundation, and there's a couple of them there in New Jersey. Uh, all great organizations, so they have the, you know, the the war chest to fight it, uh, you know, really, because otherwise, if we don't, if, if listen, it, it's like the the old domino theory during the Cold War, right? If we're not stopping communism in uh, in Vietnam, uh, then you know we're gonna—it's just gonna domino effect and continue until it reaches us, country to country to country, and that's how it can happen, state to state to state, until it gets to us. So the way to—we fight it is contribute to their to their war. We we write the check to the Ukraine. So we don't have to fight the Russians here at home in Florida, you know let, what I'm saying let
5: let them fight it in their backyard, so i don't have to fight it in my
1: exactly, backyard
6: yeah and, and let's not forget something about placa placa really even though it was a wasn't that long that long of a of a written law it, it had it served two primary functions which I, I think gives should give um People like us who believe in freedom and the Second Amendment and our listeners who believe in the Second Amendment, it should give us some hope because PLACA did two important things. It, it of course, regulated the type of civil suits that could be brought against gun manufacturers and everybody in the chain of commerce, but it also did something else, which I think New York is overlooking, which is um, it sought to protect the interests of U.S. firearms the industry, and the rights, and this is the most important part, the rights of the people that purchase these firearms right. and just ordinary gun owners. And, and so we're talking a lot about the kind of lawsuits that can and cannot be brought against gun manufacturers, but there's a component of PLACA in 2005, which was a bipartisan law, okay, signed, signed by the president, Really, it's, its intent, its stated purpose within the body of the law is to protect individual gun owners' rights, and that's something that's not going to be lost on the Supreme Court of the United States.
1: Yeah, especially after Bruin, you know, that's it's 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 even more amplified now than it was when Placa was created, you know, and Placa was 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 pre uh, Heller and McDonald as well, Correct. you know. So uh, it's it's only become even even stronger since then. It's just. You know, to me, this comes down to, and I know we've we've talked about it here on the program before, um, the the, the arrogance of the New York lawmakers. You know, they they think that they can do no wrong; they can uh, supplant what the Supreme Court has said and insert their own, uh, you know, their own law, and think that they can get away with it. I don't. I've dealt with this uh, briefly uh, in, 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 in state government here in Florida when I would have to deal with Miami officials and Dade County officials. And if we came from the state and said, "Well, this is what the law says," their response would be, "Well, we'll just change the law." You know, they considered themselves, you know, the, the capital of Florida, not uh, not just a you know a another jurisdiction within. So, uh, and it's the same kind of attitude you see out of the the people there in in New York. You know, it's 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 that.
6: Yeah, I, I think we can all agree, and and I think I think Mike Earl, I think you would agree that. You know this lawsuit and the and the sort of public outcry for this lawsuit, both for the attorney generals and the the uh, the private lawsuit, really was born out of the horror that came from that shooting in Buffalo. And any time that you're trying to pass laws, any time that you're trying to bring lawsuits in the wake of something so emotional that it's really reactionary, it's it's not yeah. well thought out, it's not yeah. well founded, and I promise you, it's trying to infringe and take away. Rights that innocent, ordinary, freedom-loving people have.
4: Yeah,
1: much, much like we've seen with the Governor Scott here in Florida, and when, before no, he became Senator Scott.
5: Never let a good tragedy go to waste.
1: Exactly right, folks. That's uh, that's the that's the first hour of the program. We got uh, we got plenty more coming back for you after after the long break. Uh, but until uh, until the second hour, please exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly. If you're not ready,
5: get ready. And if you are ready, stay ready. And remember. Keep your head on a swivel. Do
4: you love
1: bourbon?
7: Boundary Oak Distillery.
1: Do you love whiskey?
7: Boundary Oak Distillery.
1: Do you love America?
7: Boundary Oak Distillery.
1: Then you'll love Boundary Oak Distillery. With names like Patton, Armored Diesel, Sinful 69, and Lincoln Straight Bourbon, you can't go wrong.
7: Boundary Oak Distillery.
1: Learn more today about Boundary Oak Distillery at
12: BoundaryOakDistillery.com.
7: Boundary Oak Distillery.
0: You're listening to Big Talk, AM 920, KGTK, Olympia, Lacey,
8: Coma AM 1400, KITZ, Silverdale, Remington, also.
0: Hey, greetings to all the patriotic Americans. This is Colonel Allen West, and you're listening to Arms Room Radio, and stand at attention when I'm talking.
2: America.
3: You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Hitman Industry Studios. Got a question or a story to tell? Check them out at armsroomradio.com. Now, coast to coast and around the world, from the Hitman Industry Studios, it's Arms Room Radio. Now, here's Mike. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio. It's coming to you live from
1: the Hitman Industry Studios. We promise to bring you all things gun, all the gun time. My name is Mike. I'll be with you for uh, about another hour together here. As you know, I don't do the program by myself. Let me go around the room real quick and introduce you to my fellow compatriots. On my right is the right-hand man, the great, 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 great grandson of Daniel Boone. Please welcome him back. His name is Earl.
4: Dr. memos. Lead a workshop. Remember
5: birthdays. Oh, good to be back. Good to be back. Man, that six minutes is quick. Mm, that's a quick break,
1: right? Yeah, it's just yeah. just enough time to get to the bathroom, and you have got to time yourself when you're there because you know how long it takes to walk back to the studio. So it's a it's a quick one. Yeah, you don't want to be wearing khaki pants during that trip. You know? Make sure you got some dark pants on for that short trip there. You know,
5: don't want to pull a
1: Troy Aikman. No, Yeah, don't want to pull. I'd never want to pull a Troy Aikman. Yeah. That's a that's a that's a different show completely. Though I think um, that's on the Pornhub. I think you find that pulling Troy Aikman.
5: Um, comment, Mike, on, always oh. them together. <laughs> on on my left,
1: the uh, the chief legal analyst of Arms Room Radio. Welcome back to the program, Attorney Jason Herman. No sleep
6: Brooklyn. No sleep Brooklyn. Good afternoon, Mike and Earl, and good afternoon everybody out there. Hope you had a good holiday. Good Holly, and it's uh, it is New
1: Year's Eve, so I guess we're going to talk about some uh, some New Year's Eve stuff here with you, uh, and we'll get into some safety as well. But first, what are you, what are you guys doing, Earl? What are you, what are you doing for uh, for New Year's?
5: Hanging out. I'll probably uh, uh, it's it. I take it as a good thing. Past few years, I've been able to just walk out on my front yard and watch the neighborhood fireworks. Yeah, all, all my neighbors. you know... <laughs> My wife and I would look. Oh, was, wow! They spent a bunch of money on that one. <laughs> oh, hey, they 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 spent some money too. Look at
1: them. They got they got money to burn. Oh yeah, <laughs> so literally burning the sky, just like that. Ooh, Oh. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, at dinner. You guys are going to make anything or do anything on the big old green egg there? Ah, uh, probably. He's a he's an egg fool. He's got he makes he makes pudding on the egg. He's got uh, he's got everything he can make on that egg there. Wow. Well, um,
6: uh, uh,
1: uh, Jason, any plans for uh, for uh, for New Year's?
6: Actually, uh, we do. We've been so busy with the kids and with family I promised I promised Mrs. Jason that uh, wow, that's yummy.
1: Earl showing us pictures of his uh, of his latest uh, uh, grilled
5: meat,
6: Christmas prime rib. I, oh yeah, there you go. There Whatever goes. I had planned, I'm going to Earl's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, but I'm uh, I'm going to take Mrs. Jason. Uh, we're going to get dressed up fancy like, and oh, nice, and take her to a nice dinner.
5: There you go.
1: Very nice. Very nice. Uh, those those were always. Uh, they appreciate that kind of stuff. At Earl's house. At Earl's house. There you go. What do called Five Oaks? Is that what it is? Yes. Five Oaks. Uh, it, Mrs. Earl calls it Five Oaks. It's Five Oaks on the property. She, so she calls it the Five Oaks Diner. And
5: <laughs> the funny thing is she kept doing it you know, on Facebook. You can tag, you know, make up your own locations and everything. And she's just having fun with it. You know, the patio lounge at Five Oaks, the, the, the grill at Five Oaks, something like that. And she started getting messages on Facebook from her friends. Where is this place? Did they take reservations?
6: They to laugh. It's our house. <laughs> I, I will take a reservation for two at <laughs> the 9 p.m. December 31st. There you go.
1: There you go. Perfect. On the patio. <laughs> patio Under the stars. The patio a, lounge. Out on the lawn. Exactly. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to, I like to go either uh, July 4th or uh, on, uh, on New Year's. I take the airplane up, go up around 11 o'clock. Start circling uh, the, the, the town, the city, yeah. uh, at a nice respectable 2,500 feet, about 1,000 feet to 1,500 feet out of the reach of fireworks, and watch the fireworks from above. That's pretty cool. Uh, and it's it's uh, it's fun. I, in fact I took you up on a fireworks yes, show. Yes. And we did that from up above. And uh, but now imagine what you and I saw from one fireworks event. Imagine that
5: everywhere. Oh yeah, that everybody would be awesome.
1: shooting it off. So that yeah. would be awesome. The problem is, um, I need a nap before I can get up at do uh, anything at eleven <laughs> p.m. anymore. So. Um, <laughs> this is, so uh, once the show's over, I'll be uh, inside doing the, the nap thing. By the way, do we have to discuss the rules of naps? Because Mrs. Mike doesn't know the, the rules of naps.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I've had this conversation. You can do that on your own.
1: I have come inside and said, uh, you know, it would be like 7 o'clock at night or something. I'm like, what are you doing? And, and she'll be laying in the bed with the blanket over. And she's like, I'm taking a nap. I'm like, that's, that's not a nap. That's going to bed. A, a nap is anywhere else but the bed, Right. Even if it's you can have a blanket on the couch if you want to, you know, that's a nap. But if you're gonna go in the bed, it's gotta be on top of all the bed makings and, and preferably socks or shoes on to, to you know, to signify I'm getting back up.
6: And during daylight.
1: Yeah, 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 exactly right. Yeah, naps should be during daylight. Yeah, that's that's the best kind. Yeah, naps during the day are almost as good as day drinking at work. Yeah, that's, that's those are those are some good daytime.
6: Oftentimes, maps. day drinking at work produces daytime. It does, naps. It does produce daytime
1: naps. It does produce daytime naps. Yeah, I, I had had one recently after a uh, an event. Went and uh, oh, I'm gonna lay down and take a nap. I was hammered. I was just. Too, too much, uh,
6: hey, Mike, hey, Earl, you want a drink?
1: Sure.
13: Sure. <laughs> Can I
6: get a nap ruling uh, on yeah, something yeah. from you? Sure. Um, I went to a, a New Year's Eve party one time, but I started early. And so, I don't know, it was, it was I think, a Saturday. Okay. And, and uh, New Year's Eve was Saturday night. Right. And so I started to drink, I think, at like 11 o'clock in the morning. Okay. Of New Year's Good Eve. For right. Right. New Year's Eve, Thankfully so, so. so. And I didn't wake up till Tuesday. Is that a nap? That's, um, yeah, I think I recall we it. Well, it depends on where you went to bed. You know, in the grass. So then you're good. That's
1: a, that's a nap. Yeah, that's a nap. Yeah,
5: yeah. Under so, the, yeah. the grass.
1: I've, I've had a nap. I had a nap. Remember that? I had a nap like that in Vegas. The only thing that woke me up was the sunlight coming through the park bench. <laughs> remember, remember that? That happened to me once. So um, it's a good time out there. Um, uh, you got about two minutes left. Let's let's talk some firearm safety here on uh, on New Year's Eve. Yeah. Um,
5: rule number one: Don't shoot your gun into the air. Yes, definitely not. Okay,
1: and that's also going to be rule number two, three, and four, by the way. (laughs) Uh, Actually, rule number one, I'm sorry, is don't give your guns to the government. Yes. Rule number two, don't shoot your guns into the air. Don't shoot your guns into the air. Um, uh, Anyone want to chime in on what happens when you shoot your guns into the air?
5: The bullets go up, and then the bullets come down. I I, I have uh, here, in where I work, uh, you know, working with, with
1: law enforcement, twice seen people killed with bullets coming down. Yep. Um, and they, they tracked him down both times due to ballistics because they found the bullet in the dead guy. One was a, was a minister having a party in his backyard, an AK-47 filed for, fired from like two miles away. And it came down and caught him right in the top of the head as he was bending over at the barbecue. Yeah.
5: And, yeah and, you know, an AK, you know, 762 by 39 range of two miles. I remember as a kid reading on the box of twenty two long rifle everybody would think, eh, it's 22. It ain't, ain't going to take nothing down but a squirrel. 22 long rifle will travel for over a mile. Yeah. Now, I'm not talking accuracy or anything yeah, like right, that, right. but you're you're launching a projectile a mile. That may be a mile up and then a mile down. Yes. Yeah, going to hit something somewhere.
1: Don't do it. Don't do it. In, in Afghanistan, they'd celebrate anything on a Friday night. That's their Saturday night over there. And they shoot into the air, and that's when we're we just going to the bunkers. <laughs> we're gonna wait it out. Just gonna okay, wait. Give it, it ten out. minutes. Yeah. Step inside, yeah, yeah. folks. That's the uh, first segment. Stick around. We'll be back with you after the break.
11: K-Daw, don't forget to check out the brand new Outlaw Radio Network.com. Not only can you watch our live shows every time they happen, you can catch an archive of all of our old shows as well. On top of that, the coolest year round is out. Outlaw Radio merch available right now with some cool stuff and cool stuff coming. Check us out. Outlawradio network.com. Are you an outlaw yet? Visit outlawradio network.com to find out.
3: They
1: live in the crazed maelstrom of Washington state politics, but you don't have to accept the fact that certain politicians and activists want to limit your basic constitutional rights.
3: Hi, this is Tom Gresham, host of Gun Talk. Each week I talk about hunting, firearms, firearm safety, and provide a healthy forum for the Second Amendment.
9: Join me Sundays from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. only on Megatalk. I'd like you to turn the radio up. I want everyone within listening distance to hear what I have to say. I'm Alan Gottlieb, Chairman of the Citizens Committee for the Right to Keep and Bear Arms. Freedom is not free. Our constitutional right to keep and bear arms is under attack by what has become an industry of anti-gun extremist organizations. The Bill of Rights gives every honest, patriotic American the right to own firearms. But today, we have to fight this full-time anti-gun industry whose sole purpose is to create new gun control and confiscation laws. They pay themselves big salaries and feed off a gullible public with emotional campaigns and clever sound bites. I pledge that the Citizens Committee will be the most aggressive pro-gun organization in the United States fighting to preserve your gun rights. But we need your help and membership to do it. Join the Citizens Committee for the right to keep and bear arms today. Call 425-454-4911. That's 425-454-4911. Freedom isn't free. You have to fight for it.
7: Army Specialist Lance Gieselman was paralyzed when his tank was blown up in Iraq.
13: I was survivor.
7: Paralyzed Veterans of America is an independent organization dedicated to ensuring our injured veterans get all the benefits they've earned and need. Paralyzed Veterans Senior National Service Officer Anthony Steele.
13: I'm willing to do whatever it takes to
8: serve our veterans.
7: If you would like to help our veterans, visit pva.org, a public service of Paralyzed Veterans of America. It's important to plan ahead for emergencies, like the storm. When it kicked in, we had a plan We were able to get in touch with each other in no time. The whole experience was fine. If there's one piece of advice I'd offer other moms out there, it's to stay calm and keep to the plan.
8: Some parents plan ahead.
5: Some don't. Make sure you know where to find your family in an emergency. Start your plan at ready.gov.
9: Brought to you by FEMA and
5: the Ad Council.
9: I'd like you to turn the radio up. I want everyone within listening distance to hear what I have to say. I'm Alan Gottlieb, Chairman of the Citizens Committee for the Right to Keep and Bear Arms. Freedom is not free. Our constitutional right to keep and bear arms is under attack by what has become an industry of anti gun extremist organizations. The Bill of Rights gives every honest, patriotic American the right to own firearms. But today we have to fight this full time anti gun industry whose sole purpose is to create new gun control and confiscation laws. They pay themselves big salaries and feed off a gullible public with emotional campaigns and clever sound bites. I pledge that the Citizens Committee will be the most aggressive pro-gun organization in the United States fighting to preserve your gun rights. But we need your help and membership to do it. Join the Citizens Committee for the right to keep and bear arms today. Call 425-454-4911. That's 425-454-4911. Freedom isn't free. You have to fight for it.
3: You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Hitman Industry Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the Hitman Industry Studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you
1: live from the Hitman Industry Studios. It's, uh, It's New Year's Eve. Uh, you know, welcome. Have an enjoyable, good New Year's Eve. We talked to you last segment. Make sure you, uh, if you're going to, if a firearm is going to be involved and there's going to alcohol be involved, uh, make sure they stay separate from each other. And uh, and please, please don't shoot into the air. Come on, no. just don't, just don't do it. Just don't.
5: Re- recommend firearm
1: first, then adult beverages. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Uh, um, uh, Jason, if somebody shoots up into the air, uh, celebrating, and a bullet comes down and hits somebody, what, what are they looking at? What are they going to get charged with?
6: They are going to get charged with.
1: Uh, at a minimum,
6: at a minimum, uh, manslaughter in the state of Florida. Yeah, and yeah. they will have a, a stay of, of some years in the Graybar Motel.
1: There you go. So don't don't do that. That's how you that's how you ruin your party right there. That's that doesn't work well.
6: Gravity is not a defense.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly right. Um, all right. Uh, we came across this story, and, and, and it was different than a lot of the ones we see when it talks about concealed carry and uh, things you need to worry about with concealed carry. This was called the the seven. Inconvenient Truths of Concealed Carry. And it was a good story, so I'm going to give the author credit here, Richard Mann. Yes. uh, With two N's, Richard Mann. And and this was posted actually in Shooting Illustrated here uh, within the past week or so. Um, So I would just go into it. His rule number one is, it's not as easy as you think. What do you think think he means by that,
5: Earl? It's not as easy as, go buy a firearm, go take the permit class, get your permit, and get a good concealment holsters, like hog holsters, strap on your, your firearm, and you're good to go. No, it's... it's <laughs> you're not even, you're not even, you know, scratching the surface.
1: Yeah, he says... It, it. If you look at the totality of carrying a concealed handgun, there's no absolutes. There's no single handgun that will fit everyone perfectly. There's no carry method that will be comfortable and allow complete concealment for everyone. There's no set of level proficient level of proficiency that will assure you your ability to stop a threat. There's no
5: No tactic. You know. No collection of techniques will always work. There are no concealed carry regulations that are universal from state to state. There's no law, only circumstances that will allow you to use a firearm in any manner of self-defense. And these circumstances vary widely due to the situation. And finally, there's no single statement that you can share with a jury that will guarantee you not go to jail for if you have to shoot in self-defense. Everything associated with concealed carry is unknown. The best you can do is stack the odds in your favor, and that will take time, money, training, and most importantly, dedication.
1: Jason, how true is that statement there? There's no single statement you could share with a jury that will guarantee you'll not go to jail.
5: That's 100% accurate. 100%
6: accurate.
1: Uh, What what, what do the attorneys say about juries?
6: They say a lot of things about (laughs) juries. Um, But I will will, uh, tell this to everybody out there, if... Any lawyer, if you consult with any lawyer and you're sitting in their office and they tell you that they promise you or they can guarantee that a jury is going to do X, Y, and Z, my advice to you, my free unsolicited advice would be to pick yourself up off (laughs) the chair and leave because juries are very fickle things. Uh, Sometimes they decide cases that have nothing to do with the law, that have nothing to do with facts. They have to do with how they feel when they woke up in the morning, and I know that sounds sort of flippant, but it's absolutely true. Uh, any lawyer who's worth his or her salt will tell you that they've won cases, criminal and civil, that they should have lost, and they've lost cases that they should have won. Um, and and when it comes to your personal liberty, um, it, when you're discharging a firearm. Uh, like Earl said, it, it's it, it varies from state to state. It can vary from city to yeah, city. Yeah. It, it can vary from police department to police department. Yeah. So it, you know you have to be very careful.
1: Number two, your first carry gun will not be your last. Earl, how about you?
5: Yeah, uh, I've gone through several. Yeah, uh, several. I mean, because when you first, because that's the thing with 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 handguns. Well, let, look, we're going to focus this conversation on handguns. Yes. Larger handguns are easier to shoot than small handguns. It's, it's, there's physical weight. There's more surface area to control to manage the recoil. Larger handguns are difficult to conceal for most people. Yeah. You know, the stereotype, larger people can, can conceal a larger handgun a little bit easier. Smaller people have to, you know, need a smaller handgun to conceal. But then if you get into a smaller handgun, Potentially it can be a little bit more difficult to control because it's harder to hang on to it. So and, and as you start your concealed carry uh, progress, you're going to start off with typically a larger one, easier control. As your skill increases, you're going to go to a smaller one. or also, even unfortunately, I have to throw this in there. Your skill may not progress, but you start getting into, I'm carrying a firearm every day. I'm tired of this big, hunking thing. Let me get something smaller. Yeah. And unfortunately, a lot of the people that do that don't go out and train with that firearm.
1: No, they end up with, a, with oh, I got this one because it fits. Yeah. And they conceal it, yeah. but they forget to go train with the part. Uh-huh. They train with the bigger gun, Yep. but have it trained with the new gun. Right. Be proficient with it before you carry it. Yes. Right. It's just, it's just it. Uh, that's not going to, how would that play with the jury? How would that play with the court? Oh, I listen, I trained with this one gun, but the one I actually shot the guy with, I didn't really know a lot about it.
5: First thought I ever pulled the trigger. Yeah. 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 But by the way, it shoots great. Yeah. I'm glad it went off. Yeah. Uh, Saved my life. Number three, Earl,
1: this is... this is. I, I saw this and I, I said, oh, Earl's going to love this one. This is something Earl says a lot. Uh, you, you don't know what you don't know.
5: Yeah. Going and... I'm, I'm going to greatly uh, trim this down a little bit. Going to the local range, whether it be indoor or outdoor, standing in a stall, shooting a paper target at... Stereotypical 15 feet, yeah, you can tear the X out easily every Saturday afternoon. Yeah. What are you going to do when your heart rate is over maximum, when your hands are sweaty, if your hands are bloody, it's dark. You've just seen violence be placed upon beloved family members. Yeah. You're you're not thinking correctly. Uh, How are you going to handle... Manipulating this firearm. You know, there there are so many different aspects. That's where, if you're going to do this, that's where, you know, we mentioned the the broad basis of this is the training and the dedication. You've got to put yourself in horrible situations, training at night, training in inclement weather. You know, you want to, I I want to, and I haven't had the opportunity yet. I want to take a class, whether it be rifle or handgun, in the rain. That's when you really learn your equipment and you learn your capabilities. What can you do with the equipment you've chosen to defend your life and the life of your family members?
1: Here's another one, part of that, to put, uh, put Jason on the spot. It says, uh, you also better know you better know how to talk to the police should an incident uh, where you had to display or actually use or fire your concealed firearm uh, occurs. What you say then might determine where and how you live Out the rest of your life to that end it's never a bad idea to get to know a local attorney with experience and knowledge dealing with self-defense
13: cases
6: i mean that's a that's a great point i mean what what inevitably happens is law enforcement shows up on the scene uh, of the shooting whether or not it's uh, a successful shooting or not Right, right and they'll Mirandize you in all likelihood. Mm -hmm. uh, And even if they don't, it'll likely be some type of custodial situation where you won't be free to leave. And you won't want to leave because it's a self-defense situation. But, uh, Everything that you say, like, like the phrase goes, can and will be used against you, and they're going to take down every word that you say, they're going to observe your demeanor, they're going to observe how you handle yourself, they're going to listen to the words you say, it's going to be in a police report, that police report will be turned in to the local state attorney or the district attorney, it will likely go to an intake lawyer, and that intake lawyer is going to look at the totality of circumstances and make a determination, a charging decision, on A, whether you should be charged at all, or B, and B, what you should be charged with. So it's really important that you know exactly how you should act and what you should say after a shooting occurs.
1: You know, uh, we only got about 30 seconds left, but what our, what, what, Kevin, our you know, good friend of the program attorney, would say is, um, you, you can't talk yourself out of jail, but you can talk yourself into it. Yeah. Um, so if you're, if you're at one of these scenes, I'll give you the best advice I have. If you're at one of these scenes and they come up and they say, what happened? You say... I, I want to talk to my lawyer. I want to talk to my lawyer. Lawyer, 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 lawyer. Guess what? Police get 24 hours before they have to give a statement because they understand uh, the, the the physiological effects of, of of that stress on a shooting and, and that you're going to recall things based on um, how traumatic it was as opposed to the timeline, was it? So the next time, if any, if it ever happens to you, say, lawyer. You might have to take a ride to the station it's a lot better than than taking a taking a ride for ten years upstate in the big house. You will take take that ride. You listen to Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Hitman Industry Studios. More after the break.
0: Megatron, 920 KGTK Olympia, 1400 KITZ Silverdale, K289CQ Tumwater, 105.7. Tired of fake news or the questionable browsing habits of the younger generations? How about the obvious bias in the mainstream media where stories that real Americans need to know about are made hard to find or given little or no coverage? If you agree, we have launched the website just for you. LibertyParkPress.com is a citizen's journalism site dedicated to pursuing the truth. Our team of experienced fact-checkers, writers, and bloggers are passionate about sharing the news that needs to be talked about. LibertyParkPress.com. Straight shooting news.
11: Need a break from the sound bites and the talking heads? Do you want information you can actually use? Information that will change your life for the better? Then listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell will show you how to retire in two to five years. Your age doesn't matter. Turn off the pundits and turn on the passive income. Tune in to the Dell Wamsley Radio
0: Show. Listen to the Dell Wamsley Show,
11: your source for real estate investing weekdays and Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m., exclusively on
0: Megatalk. At Megatalk Radio, it is our business because, like you, we are a small business. Each month, we offer a limited number of discounted radio and social media advertising packages to help small businesses around the region stay competitive in the marketplace. For more information about our small business advertising program, email smallbiz with a Z at kitz1400.com. That's smallbiz at kitz1400.com or call 360-876-1400.
10: Attention men, under the age of 35, you know what really impresses the ladies? When a guy has a few drinks and later gets pulled over for bus driving. I could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. There goes let's grab dinner and a movie. Oh, I know. You drive more carefully when you're buzzed. You've proven that hundreds of times. A woman admires that kind of confidence. And you practice how to speak if a cop does pull you over. Slowly, clearly, and politely like, good evening, officer. A woman admires that kind of foresight. And what woman doesn't find it adorable that you call it buzzed even though the law... Calls it drunk. You can kiss $10,000 goodbye, along with any chance of having a girlfriend. Because nothing says, I'm a catch, more than a guy who lives in his parents' basement and calls it my place. Buzzed, busted, and broke. Because buzz driving is drunk driving. A message
8: from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
7: Let's be real. The odds of a high school athlete getting a college scholarship and making it to the pros are pretty slim. Don't get me wrong. It's okay to dream of becoming a pro athlete, even a famous one. But that's not why I play. My reason why? I love the competition. My reason why is community.
11: My reason why is leadership.
7: My reason why is to challenge myself.
13: My reason why is love for the game.
7: And hey, if we don't make it to the pros or onto the cover of Sports Illustrated, that's okay. Because there's every reason to believe we'll excel in something even bigger than sports. We'll excel in life. There are lots of great reasons to play high school sports. Tell us your reason using the hashtag MyReasonWhy.
1: This message presented by the NFHS and the Washington Interscholastic Activities Association.
3: You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Hitman Industry Studios. If you want to talk to the guys, go to armsroomradio.com and find out how. And now, live from the Hitman Industry Studios, coast to coast and around the world, it's Arms Room Radio. Now, here's Earl.
5: The Fallen Hero segment of Arms Room Radio is proudly brought to you by the law offices of Attorney Kevin C. Maxwell.
1: Army Sergeant Enrique Mondragon died December 24th 2012, serving during Operation Enduring Freedom. Mondragon, 23, of the Colony, Texas, was assigned to Headquarters and Headquarters Detachment, 173rd Special Troops Battalion, 173rd Airborne Brigade Combat Team, Bamberg, Germany. He was killed in action in Baraki, Barak, Afghanistan, from injuries caused by small arms fire when his unit was attacked while on dismounted patrol. Mondragon and his wife were married in 2009. He was survived by his wife, their then two-year-old daughter, mother, father, sister, and two brothers. Funeral services were held at Prestonwood Baptist Church in Plano, Texas. Internment with full military honors was held at Dallas-Fort Worth National Cemetery. During the Texas 2015 legislative session, a bill was introduced to rename FM, or Farm Market Route, 423, as the U.S. Army Sergeant Enrique Madrigan Memorial Highway. Governor Greg Abbott signed the bill into law. The portion of FM 423 that was renamed stretches through Frisco, Little Elm, and the Colony. Army Sergeant Enrique Mondragon, you are not forgotten. Hey, on the line with us, we have the Chief Law Enforcement Officer of the program. Please welcome back to the show,
5: Major Bill. Ground control to Major Bill. Ground control to Major Bill. Hey, guys. How's everybody doing? Doing well, doing well. Yeah,
1: not too shabby, not too shabby. How are things with you today, sir?
2: Uh, things, are, things are good, you know, heading into the old holiday season here.
1: Yeah, the, the silly season here it is Christmas Eve, and uh, it's 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 about that time. Uh, it's it's uh, it's where you get that spike in calls for you, right?
2: Well, we don't want to say that, but you know, <laughs> you know, say the Q word. Don't want to have the spike in calls. But you know, when you start mixing uh, eggnog and relatives, then you start getting uh, getting some of the domestic problems. You know, all that domestic bliss. That we have during the holiday season.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Listen, you know what? You bring something up here, and I, I forgot all about this. Let me, let me, uh, let me chase this squirrel down real quick for a second. Um, uh, I was at the, I was at the supermarket today, Publix. You know, the only place. Um, and uh, I went looking for the Publix brand eggnog, which is the best in the country. There's, there's no doubt yes, about it. It is. Um, and, and they didn't have it. They were out. What? But you know what they had? They had Publix brand Southern style custard. Anyway, it comes in a, a milk jug. Interesting. And it says, it says right on it, Southern-style custard, just like eggnog. And I'm like, well, ah. why don't you just have eggnog? <laughs> why don't you just get the, get the eggnog? We don't have to worry about just like. You know, it's, it's, it's like saying horchata. It's just like eggnog. You know, it's like Spanish eggnog. Well, just give me some eggnog. We'll call it quits, you know, but I uh, haven't checked it yet. haven't opened it yet. So I'll, I'll have to report on the uh, Southern-style custard drink next week. So, uh, Anyway, sir, how, how are things in the, in the life of you?
2: Well, uh, things are, things are going well, uh, but I do have, uh, things are going well for here in Florida, I should say. Uh, but I've, uh, been perusing the, uh, the interwebs and I'm seeing a lot of problems with recruiting and retention for law enforcement throughout the, uh, United States. Uh, and that's part of the story that I want to bring to you. Yeah. Yeah, uh, let's do it. You know, Mike, uh, you, you're well familiar with uh, New York City. Yes. Uh, New York City right now this year is down 1,600-plus officers uh, that have put in for retirement and are trying to leave. Uh, right now, I think uh, from what I'm told, the retirements office has an 18-month backup wow. while being processed in- process all the amount of retirements uh if you go over to Columbus Ohio Columbus PD uh on top of their regular retirements has just offered a, why they did this they offered a program for early retirement uh, and over 200 officers have applied for early retirement out of Columbus PD uh Wyoming Highway Patrol and, you know think much about uh, the, the highway patrol or the, the yeah. northwestern states out there. But, you know, the Wyoming-Hawaii uh, Highway Patrol is only a little over 200 officers, and they're 40 positions down. Wow. And they're having problem recruiting people. Now, go over to Nebraska, and I saw this headline. The Nebraska Highway Patrol has offered uh, or has uh, instated a 22% raise for all their troopers to help with retention. At 22%, that sounds like a lot, that brings up their starting pay to $62,400.
1: Woo, sign me up.
2: Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's really, uh, a big problem with recruiting retention, but you know who isn't having that problem?
1: Uh, criminals.
2: Well, criminals, yeah, <laughs> but the state of Florida, is oh, yeah. Doing something. Yes, yes. The state of Florida government, DeSantis, is doing something to uh, attract those officers from other states here to Florida. And wh- one of the programs that he has in- instituted is a $5,000 bonus for any officer that comes from another state and becomes a law enforcement officer here in the state of Florida.
1: Listen, that guy, he takes care of people. Oh, listen, he's, you know, he, we know we got 1,600 people from New York probably moving down. Uh, by the way, in New York, it sounds like the first person they need to hire is another retirement specialist, okay? <laughs> Maybe get rid of that 18-month backlog. Um, but... Um,
2: funny to say that, because about 600 officers have come from NYPD down to Florida.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, uh, they're, they're getting rid of the districts and opening up precincts down there. That's how many they got coming down. Um, <laughs> the... Uh, um, you know, just, listen, Governor. I'm just just gonna you know brag on him for a minute. You know, Captain Florida, Governor DeSantis. Not only is he doing the recruiting bonuses for those out of state, but uh Major, you know this. If you're an active first responder in the state of Florida, you, you've gotten two separate $1,000 bonus checks from him over the past two years because of the uh the COVID and inflation stuff.
2: Yes, that is true. And on top of that $5,000 bonus, he's offering up to $1,000 to cover the cost for applications and training for those officers when they come to Florida. As you know, Mike, there's a transition program. Yes. I don't know, state officers or federal officers can take that's not as long as the police academy to transition. Where they had their their certification as a law enforcement officer to become a foreign law enforcement officer.
1: Yeah, I think it's, it's about 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 it's 100 a hundred hours, if I recall. What's that? It's about a hundred hours, if I recall.
2: Yeah, it depends on the academy, but yeah. roughly run due to a hundred hours. There you go. Okay, uh, the grand scheme of things is is not a lot, but there's one more incentive that they're offering, and it's a ten thousand dollar bonus uh, if when you come down here with your family. Uh, if you apply to adopt a child in the state of Florida, the, the governor will give you $10,000 towards that adoption. So yeah. it's just just bringing the whole family uh, in full circle here uh, with him. And the, and the governor just had a recent press conference in Lakeland uh, where he announced this program. Uh, it was just absolutely amazing. Uh, you know I work at one of the, uh, the, the, uh, the colleges down here with our uh, police academy, and we've seen a lot. Of out of state officers coming down and taking that training and applying to get their Florida law enforcement certification, and that's going to boost our numbers uh, here in the state of Florida.
1: Yeah, that, listen, that's that ten thousand for the adopted, thats amazing. I mean, it's, it's it's come here, get a job, get a family, do whatever you want. That's 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 great stuff. He's taking care of uh, the kids that are here, bringing in new people and uh, and, and experienced officers and. Uh, that's gotta to have to be some welcome relief, because I know we are we are short down here, not like anywhere else, but uh, you know we are we are gonna it sounds like make it up uh, pretty quickly.
2: Well, we're doing our best, and uh, you know for, uh, our our attorney general Ashley Moody, uh, you know she's the wife of a police officer, and she called Florida the most pro law enforcement state in the country and has criticized other places and other states and other cities. That called for the defunding of their police departments as idiotic and criminal
1: it's true yeah we, we talked about it uh, last segment you, you know the, the the decriminalizing of criminals you know it, it, it's what's going on it, you know we've talked in a story about uh, uh, they were trying to create an, an enhanced gun laws um, around the or excuse me, more gun laws around the country to to punish people. That have committed second and third offenses with a crime or with a gun uh, hey I got an idea how about uh how about sentencing them to what uh, what they're entitled to the first time instead of letting them out you know maybe we could do that, but I'm sorry, getting off on a sidetrack uh you, you, your story and, it, and it's good, it's it's good good to hear uh that this is going on It's good to hear that uh the governor is taking care of us and taking care of law enforcement and it's uh, it's it's greatly appreciated so uh uh major thank you for the story and uh, and please you and, and all your folks please stay safe out there.
2: Absolutely, number no. of brothers and sisters in blue. Remember, wear your vest, wear your seatbelt, watch your six. The your Arms Room Radio coming to you live from the Hitman Industry Studios. The guys will see you right after the break. <laughs>
0: KeepandBearArms.com is not just an inconspicuous portal within the countless framework of numerous dot-coms. KeepandBearArms.com is your customizable destination for the latest news and views on Second Amendment and self-defense content. Revisit Liberty today and visit KeepandBearArms.com to exercise your freedom and rights and share your experiences and opinions. Register your free user account and email. KeepandBearArms.com
13: I'm Paul George of the Indiana Pacers. When I was six, I had one thing on my mind. When I was six, my days were spent playing basketball every chance I could. When I was six, my dream was to make it to the NBA. When I was six, my mom had a stroke. So I want you to learn the signs of a stroke fast. F-A-S-T. F, face drooping. A, arm weakness. S, speech difficulty. Team, time to call 911. Because the sooner they get to the hospital, the sooner they'll get treatment. And that can make a remarkable difference in their recovery. I'm Paul George. Protect the ones you love. Spot a stroke F-A-S-T. Fast. Life is why. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Question. When you walk into the boardrooms of the most successful companies here in Washington, who do you
8: meet? Answer, men and women who play high school sports. Education-based high school sports give us more than athletes we can root for. They give us leaders we can depend on. Question, so where will we find tomorrow's leaders? Answer, high school sports. This message presented by the Washington Interscholastic Activities Association and the Washington Secondary School Athletic Administrators Association. Maybe it's time to take a fresh look at everything we thought we knew about landing a great job. For instance, perhaps great careers start at the middle school science fair instead of at the job fair. Because the fact is, the jobs of the future will be heavily geared towards science, technology, engineering, and math. In other words, STEM. So if you're a student, talk to your school counselor about STEM. If you're a parent, talk to your kids. A public service message from America's Navy.
0: Driving has a rhythm all its own.
9: Don't reckon with a text. Before you get behind the wheel, silence your phone. Or better yet, designate a texter. For more text-free driving tips, visit StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. <laughs>
3: You're listening to Arms Room Radio, live from the Hitman Industry Studios. Got a question or a story to tell? Check them out at ArmsRoomRadio.com. Now, coast to coast and around the world from the Hitman Industry Studios. It's Arms Room Radio.
1: Hey, welcome back to Arms Room Radio, coming to you live from the Hitman Industry Studios. Hey, earlier in the program, we were talking to you about the, uh, the seven inconvenient truths. 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 truths seven truths. truths. The seven truths. The seven inconvenient truths. Inconvenient truths. The inconvenient truths of concealed carry. Uh, and so we're, we, we, I think we left off with number three there. The first three we had were, uh, let's see, it was, uh, it's not as easy as you think. Uh, your first carry gun will not be your last. And then we covered you don't know what you don't know. So we're going to jump into the fourth one here with you.
5: Hold on. Before we jump into number oh, four, go ahead. one Where of the things it? I want to mention on number three that okay. I missed earlier, okay. when I mentioned any any new firearm you decide to, to carry for uh, self-defense, recommending training with it, is because one of the things that you may have to do, you know, okay, this is the handgun you pick you want to carry with you every day to, to potentially protect your life and the lives of your family members. With that firearm, can you place three shots inside of a three-inch circle at three yards in less than three seconds?
4: Yeah,
1: yeah. If you can't do that, it's, it, keep training. So training, yeah, keep training. And,
5: and and also be yeah. open-minded yeah. that uh, I can do that, but I can't do that with this firearm. Yeah, get a different firearm.
1: There you go. Number four, you'll need to change the way you dress. Listen, we're kind of screwed down here because we're in <laughs> we're in Florida, and uh, except for this last three or four days, it's eighty degrees or above all year long um, and and when you dress like I do like the like a homeless college kid you know you've got to try and find a way to conceal a firearm sometimes it's a it's a little more uh, um, d- directed purpose <laughs> than, than just you know oh I'm just gonna strap it on my belt well that's that's great you know except you're you know you're wearing shorts and t-shirt all day long yeah you've got to do it I long for the days of living in a cold weather environment where I can just wear a shoulder holster comfortably underneath a, a, a jacket or a second shirt and not have to worry about sweating my butt off while I'm wearing it, you know? <laughs> so, you know and, and listen, I know Don Johnson made it look cool in Miami Vice. It's not. He was carrying a big old honking stainless steel gun. for in 10. But it's not that easy. All right, it's not yeah. that easy. So uh, it's, uh, you, you got to change the way you dress. Uh, it, if, you, if you're wearing a suit and tie to work every day, it's not that bad, except sometimes you go to places like, I don't know, a courthouse, and they tell you you can't wear it.
6: Uh, yeah, I've heard that. <laughs>
9: <laughs> there
6: might even be a big sign. <laughs>
1: um, I know we've talked to attorneys before that carry all the time, just like Jason does, and then, uh, you know what, it wasn't, they didn't mind taking the, the gun out because that's easy, but having to take the holster off every time, so they just wear the holster into the courthouse.
5: <laughs> and they would go, what's that? they go,
1: it's a holster. Well, why are you wearing it? Was it legal to wear a holster? You know, it's, 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 just, it's in my belt. You know, I don't want to take my pants off in the parking lot. You know, just, dude, I'm sorry. So, uh, let's see. Number five, uh, you're going to need a new belt. Oh my god, I go through some belts. Oh yeah, I go through oh, some yeah. belts. Um, the, the best belt that I've gotten in, in a long time is from Wilderness Tactical, um, and they have, I guess they call it the travel belt. It's a full. Like a rigger style belt, inch was at inch and a half, inch and a quarter belt.
5: I think it's about inch and a half.
1: Okay, um, woven belt, nylon belt. The, the Velcro's good on it, but it's got the two hard polymer plastic loops on it instead of a metal. So which means sort of two like, D rings, like, yeah,
5: like a, like a like a motorcycle helmet yeah. strap.
1: Yeah, it means like when so when I go to the airport, and everybody else is taking their belt off. I'm not. I leave mine on. It goes right through. It's got. It's got no metal in it at all. But it's still tough enough and firm enough where I can put any holster in it. I've got my hog holster on it now. Um, with the with the Ulti clip that clips down onto it, mm-hmm. um, and, and it holds perfectly. How many belts do you go through?
5: I think I'm on my fourth or fifth one. Yeah, just just simply from wearing them out. I found styles that I like, and I just they just wear out. It takes time, but it it a purpose built belt makes a world of a difference. When I first started my journey. I was going to the, the, the you know, Walmarts and Ross and all that and going through the belts the, the, and the hanging in the men's department yep. and just trying to find the biggest, thickest one I could find. Yep. Right, right. And it was getting the job done. And then a buddy of mine who was coaching me, he was already much more further along in his concealed carry journey than I was when I started. And I mentioned my struggles to him. He then took me to the local gun store, picked one out, said, here, buy this. You need it.
4: Yeah, there and you go. I've
5: strapped it on in the parking lot, and within 45 seconds, like, oh, my God, why, why didn't I do this earlier? It makes such a world of difference. The um,
1: Jason, you, you, you don't get to wear a nice tactical belt every day. You get, You get to wear them... You know them, know them, them, them Gucci, Calvin Klein, whatever, whatever. Them high dollar belts are
6: no comment, no, no comment. <laughs> uh,
1: and those are those thin belts, those three quarter inch or those inch belts. Uh, um, ha, have you have you have you found one? Do you just keep looking? Do you do you modify a holster to fit those belts? How do you do that?
6: Uh, or stop wearing a belt? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I mean, I, I think you you've actually been with me when yeah. we were trying out different holsters, and yes. it's, it's incredibly difficult. To find i mean i don 't even know if it exists I, I just don 't know what the universe is, but i i haven 't been able to find a belt that serves the dual purpose of being a belt that 's appropriate to wear with a suit and into court and also serves the same kind of functional purpose. I think you're just you 're sort of stuck with it, and you 're just going to have to go through go through belts and find sort of find the most comfortable belt uh, you know that you can find. I don't know that there's yeah. a for for people in my situation. I don't know that there's a a good solution.
1: You, you know, I, I used to wear uh, as uh I was in in plain clothes, wearing detective's clothes and a, and a nice suit every day. The holster the holster game was different back then. Uh-huh. You know now it's all Kydex and the clips made to to fit that that inch and a half. You know the inch and a quarter belt. Um, Back then, we used to use, like, the, the Uncle Mike's slide-on holsters, the nylon holsters.
0: Oh, that was nylon. The, that
1: was the best that was available yeah, today. There yeah, was no... Yeah. If you wanted a hard belt, if you wanted a hard holster, you had to go out and get you the old Gould and Goodrich $100 formed leather
5: holsters. Yeah. Um, I've, you know, I've got one of those. Yeah. Well, it's not Gould Gorge, but similar. Um, you know,
1: and so these ones would... You'd, you'd wear them, and just because the belt would go through the belt loops on us, and listen, the belt loops on this thing were two inches wide yeah. or two inches tall, um, and it would slide back and forth on you. But that was all that was available. I, I mean, that's us it's a it's a market. I don't know why it hasn't been tapped. I don't know why the thin dress belts hasn't been addressed, making something like that.
5: There are for, there for are carrying. there are manufacturers out there that are are progressing in that way. I've I've recently picked up. Uh, I consider it, I use it as a dress belt, but it is actually uh, made and built as a gun belt.
1: Okay. All right. Yeah, I was thinking maybe like one of those, what do they call them, like the security belts where it's got the little, you can put your money in it, money belt, that kind of thing. Oh, yeah, I remember those back in the day. They're they're a little bit more uh, uh, beefy. Um, Practice must, number six, practice must become your new pastime.
5: Yeah, like we said, training, 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 different situations. Low light, no light, inclement weather. You know, there's all kinds of different aspects. You've got to, to take the appropriate training class, you've got to sit back and look at your life. Where, you know, what situation, what possible scenarios do you think it's most likely you could uh, experience? If you do a lot of night travel, work, whatever, take a low light class. And that also comes into play of holster and firearm selection of a firearm-mounted light.
1: Yeah, very, very much so. And we already, like I said, we already talked about the the legal aspect of uh, if you get in a shooting and you and you get to say up there in front of the jury, no, no, I don't practice. But then, Jason, I've also seen on the flip side, oh yeah, I take 120 hours of firearm training per year. I've seen that hurt somebody. So, so you were trying to shoot somebody.
6: Well, you know, it's a slippery slope, and first of all. Um, you're talking about a somebody, a defendant, getting up on the stand and testifying. Yeah. Uh,
1: Does not have to happen? I will tell you yeah, one yeah, of the yeah.
6: first one of the first things that I ever learned as a lawyer was there are two rules in criminal defense. N- rule number one: never call your client to the stand. Rule number two: if you have to call your client to the stand, see rule number one. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> now, I, you know, I, I, easy rules. I like yes. Yeah, so I understand yeah. what you're saying, yeah, but uh, yeah. as a lawyer, it's unlikely that we would ever be calling the client to the stand now. We're talking about self-defense, so they would probably have to take the stand and say, I was acting in self-defense.
1: Practice, practice, practice. If you can't get to the range, get yourself a CERT laser training pistol, of which we got one for Jason today. Um, All right, lastly, and we only get get time to mention it because it it kind of encompasses everything we already said, with great power comes great responsibility. Yes. So it's the power of life and death and the power of your life going away for a very long time as well. So uh, so that's it, folks. Listen, uh, that's it for the program today. Thanks for, uh, thanks for sticking around with us. Thanks for hanging out. Remember, don't shoot guns into the air. Be safe. If you hear guns popping off, you might want to get under some cover. Until next week, please exercise your Second Amendment rights responsibly.
5: If you're not ready, get ready.
1: If you are ready, stay ready.
5: And remember, keep your head on a swivel, and we'll see you next year.
1: love bourbon?
7: Boundary Oak Distillery.
1: Do you love whiskey?
7: Boundary Oak Distillery.
1: Do you love America?
7: Boundary Oak Distillery.
1: Then you'll love Boundary Oak Distillery. With names like Patton, Armored Diesel, Sinful 69, and Lincoln Straight Bourbon, you can't go wrong.
7: Boundary Oak Distillery.
1: Learn more today about Boundary Oak Distillery at
12: BoundaryOakDistillery.com.
7: Boundary Oak Distillery.